everyone. It's Rafael Tamayo bringing you another episode of Frequencies, a podcast by the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. We are a division of the City of Dallas Office of Arts and Culture. And as I mentioned already, my name, Rafael Tamayo, manager of the OC3. Um, and we are excited. We're always excited about these conversations. They're really cool. Um, we always have really amazing guests that kind of add and broaden our perspective here, both at the Cultural Center and as a community Um across the city and, you know, just across in general. We have listeners all over the world, which I did not know and was excited to find out. But um, to to those of you that are listening in Germany, hello. We appreciate it. Um, but yes, with that, uh, also the OC3 team has grown. Um, so yes, brief little intro spiel from me, but I'm going to hand it off to our team so that they can introduce themselves and then we'll get right into the discussion with our special guest. Well, hello, I'm Andrea Tostin. I am the new cultural programs coordinator and I'm super excited to be here. Yay. Yay. We're so happy to have you. Hey, everyone. It's Iris Bechtel. I am the gallery programs coordinator here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. You've heard my voice just a few times before. And we are welcoming today the wonderful Daniel Ellis. Thank you. Who has an amazing voice, by the way. (laughs) Um, Danielle is an Oak Cliff native. Yay. So welcome. Um, And she is an artist. She has a long history of education in the arts um, from coming directly from her parents, from attending workshops at the South Dallas Cultural Center. She is an alumni of Booker T. Washington High School of the Performing and Visual Arts. You know, we always love that. And also she attended the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Her mission as an artist since a young age has always been to bring arts to the people. And also she is a spiritualist and minister honed in ATR, which I found out is African traditional religion. And her first priority is to heal. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, yeah, we'll just go ahead and get right into it. Um, uh, this is a wonderful introduction. So that leads me to want to ask about uh, the Oracle deck that uh, you have brought up on your Instagram. And I feel like it's a great way to introduce everyone to your work because it incorporates your visual art practice, your spiritual art practice. It's my body and spirit. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I started creating the Oracle deck um, a a few years ago, and it's a mix of spirituality, um, history, um, just even spiritual history of our people is just connecting dots, a lot of dots. And I tested it with other spiritualists of different paths, and they're into it. They're ready to work with it. Yeah. Really quick side question here, or not side question, but this connecting the dots. Um, the intro, obviously, you, you, you've you done a lot already, um, mm-hmm. but I'm always fascinated at the connecting the dots kind of um, idea because I feel like a lot of the work that we do here, the people that we work with, a lot of it is, you know, connecting thoughts, ideas, and things like that. Um, can you talk about maybe the, the all of 
all of what you can share in in, in yeah. a few minutes of all of connecting. Yeah, um, African Americans were part of uh, the African diaspora, and the diaspora spread through multiple all the continents, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as far as the where we originally came from, from the motherland and where we landed and how we uh, synchronized and survived how we did things. I like connecting those dots. I don't like um, everybody to seem like so separate. We are connected in many ways. Mm -hmm. So I want that recognition there. And also to see how our histories is so rich as African-Americans is on the forefront, but all these details, you know, like for my family is all these details of Texas, like a lot of black Texans, African-American Texans are originally from the Congo area. Mm-hmm. So we're going to that. Mm-hmm. That goes into Palo. That goes into all these spiritualities and traditions, food ways, how we um, intertwined our beliefs into Christianity that people really don't recognize mm-hmm. and all those things that make us very unique and part of everything else, you know? That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, Andrea, Iris, and I, we talk, you know, we're constantly talking about the different things either that we recognize growing up, but I think, you know, when 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 you're able to really look back and look mm-hmm. at some of these roots and you're like, yeah, th- this is why this is, 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 is you know, happening in, in modern times, or this is how we're connected. So yeah, cool. definitely. I grew up in Oak Cliff, obviously, and that's mixed. Um, like I remember, for instance, um, a woman speaking to my mom in Spanish and my mom was re- responding in English. You know, somehow mm-hmm. they understood each other. Um, there was always this exchange, especially amongst women mm-hmm. of black women and Mexican women, always this exchange of ideas and uh, spiritual um past and what to do, what to do for luck, all this stuff that always went on. And so there's no way to sit here um, with my childhood and think I'm separate from everyone else. Mm-hmm. I was watching Univision with everybody else. Mm-hmm. I was excited about Selena's first album, like everybody else, you know, <laughs> all these things that has colored my life. And plus, I was doing African dance at the same time. So everything was like intertwine seamlessly to me. So that's really cool. Yeah. Well, uh, wonderful. That really speaks to, uh, that makes me want to bring up, uh, the fact that you also are very involved in a social justice practice. Um, and, uh, that makes me bring up, uh, mermaids bring water and the Sand Branch neighborhood. Uh, could you talk to us a little bit about being one of the founders of that organization? Yes. Um, I found out that Sand Branch was without running water. And that made me angry. So I put a post about it. It's like, did you know this was happening? We should do something about it. And all of a sudden I went viral. I never expected that. I never went viral before. And everybody was like, what should we do? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what should we do? Let's find out. So I, I was, um, we were very, we're very meticulous. I reached out to um, Sand Branch. Sand Branch is a black township founded by African-Americans after slavery. It's one of the many townships that, you know, it was over 200 townships in Texas alone. Uh, we had Little Egypt, Jalop, um, 
I'm going to say names wrong, so I'm going to skip it. But Sam Branch was our focus because um, reading all that, you know, their fight for clean water. And I thought, um, especially in 2020 during the pandemic, um, how everybody was financially affected, that if they were of uh, this income level, we need to make sure we soften the blow. We know that shouldn't be coming out of their pocket, more water and all that thing. So I, uh, me and my girls, we got together and we were like, mermaids bring water. And we were all consider ourselves sirens in a way. So um, we, you know, is multi, multi-ethnic group and we just went out and we, you know, our politics was water. We didn't, there was a lot of things going on in 2020 and I just let it be known we're about water. The politics is water. Are you about water? Let's get water. So it brought in everybody from every background to really focus on sand branch and it's still resonating and you see people still talking about it today. And, um, as, especially at 2021, the winter storm, mm-hmm. our organization, our little mighty organization, um, in that weekend distributed 150 uh, cases of water, um, to different um, neighborhoods, not just Sand Branch, different neighborhoods and everything. So um, we couldn't get out to Sand Branch, so we sent funds. So when it opens suddenly, um, you can go get water. But we wanted to have everybody covered. We had this idea um, where we provide emergency water to people in need. So it worked out. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, before I uh, start hogging up the whole, just, <laughs> are there any, are there any uh, questions? Yeah, I want to um, talk about um, the other work you do, because you do a lot of work. You do the social justice work. You're doing the spiritualist work. Mm-hmm. You're doing the work as an artist. Mm-hmm. And those like are intertwined in a lot of ways. And I'm sorry, I missed this exhibition of yours mm-hmm. in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had a show at um, the Central Library. Yes. Uh, here in Dallas, J. Eric Johnson Library. And you um, had an altar and you invited people to share their personal histories. Oh, yeah. And in like finding out about that and then thinking about how you are working as a spiritualist and how you recently, you know, came to the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And provided a space for people and, you know, um, in kind of service to them and, you know, providing them with readings and, you know, and we had some people sign up and, um, I thought that was really, really special and important. And I kind of want to hear you talk about, like the meaning, the meaning, what that means for you to kind of intertwine those practices as a spiritualist, as someone who serves the community in that way. And then also, um, how you, um, engage the community with that, that project that you did at, at the library. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, with, um, All spirituality, there is art. There's Mm -hmm. always art. Someone has to create it. So um, I didn't feel that recognition too much when I was growing up because they didn't 
know what to do with it. Yeah. But that was in um, the church. And, um, but still, there's all this art, all these. Someone did these illustrations. Someone did this. I wanted to be part of that. And social justice, um, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to add to the world. You're supposed to help yes. and all that stuff. Um, what It was a saying that that's the rent you pay. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what um, I do. It's not, I grew up with um, minister mom Mm -hmm. and my dad was um in the knights of columbus he's one of the color quarter knights of columbus so they were always doing things always doing things Mm -hmm. my mom two different well christianity catholic black southern baptist Mm -hmm. we were always doing something we all my father was a fireman and um both of them were able they taught us to just okay put our feelings aside and let's do the work yeah and so it was just part of growing up, part of growing up. And when I made the altar at the bottom of um, my solo show, um, I put different offerings there and with different meanings and all that stuff and, and divination and everything. And my family walked uh, from one side of the exhibition to the other praying uh, for healing and uh, putting that spirit there and that that altar overlooked the Confederate, like across the street, you saw the Confederate mm-hmm. graveyard that's next to the city hall. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of healing that had to take place, that I feel, and still. Yeah. Um, so um, I found, I was in a show with Andrea, and there was a group show also, and and it was like such a beautiful time. That was such a beautiful time of exchange and togetherness and everything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, when it came to touring people at my, on my show, I toured everyone, the unhoused, everyone. And it was interesting. I didn't um, leave white people out of it at all. And it was interesting because when I hear about our past, you know, especially when it comes to civil rights, I always hear us mm-hmm. as African-Americans. I never hear them so it was very nice to hear that exchange of what they knew like um one person told me the highest educated person in the household was the maid she was the one that had the college degree no one else in that household had the college degree things like that how how this happened but and I listened without judgment yeah because I wanted to hear you know people want to tell their stories we have Maybe we could go into talking about um, staying along with the spirituality we have here coming up in a couple of weeks. You're going to do the queer spirituality presentation. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, what do you want to tell us about that? Well, that's another thing. I'm hearing a lot of divisive talk. You know, there's a lot of phobia and prejudice that goes through ATR and other spiritualities, too, including Christianity. And one of the things that seem to come out of people's mouths is um, transphobia and homophobia. And they will say that they have no place in these spiritualities. And I can hear people hollering as they hear, but I can give you multiple deities that will um, contradict what you're saying as far as anti-trans and also different spiritualities around the world where trans people were in the center of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to give that back to people. If they don't know, um, 
to teach them to or just show them examples or start their journey of looking to um, where they fit in and feel solid instead of ostracized in their faith or where they're felt led to be. Mm-hmm. So. I like that you said, um, or, or I appreciate the way you phrased that, give that back to people. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it, you know, when, when, when sort of these automated reactions, and again, you know, I feel like we have a lot of conversations here in the office that, that are kind of on the edge of what are we talking about? How does art engage people? How does what we do kind of, you know, open up the dialogue? But we were talking about the little things that are talked about and the way people will formulate kind of an idea over something based on something that isn't even either true or it's meant to be divisive. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of giving it back to the people, it's like, look, this isn't anything new. This is, this is, this is the case. And this is why, you know, you should have a little bit more of an open mind when it comes to this kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. When I was teaching, um, I was one of the admins of a big uh, spiritualist group online. I, one of the things that um, bothered me was a lot of African-Americans feel like they didn't have any connection to culture. Their culture are there. They, they fell for the line that we don't have any culture. And um, I'm like, well, you don't know what you're looking at. I say that to everybody, even when people outside of African-American culture say, well, y'all don't have connection to your culture. You don't know what you're looking at. So <laughs> I was, my thing was to, uh, these are predominantly women. I'm going to give you back to you. And so I kept giving them examples, see this example, see this example. And it was like, ah, because we were so covert out of necessity um, to show them how our ways, we, st- we didn't fall far from the tree as far as Mother Africa here. Um, we have a lot of ways. So I'm giving them back to them. It's not something new out of the sky, you know, that they did not have. It's basically being a mirror like here, this is you. This is yours. And so I don't want them to feel alienated like they don't have. I'm some people are fortunate like me to have um, quilts and all that stuff, you know, from great grandparents and everything. But some people aren't. But still, um, there's this connection of culture. And I love this revival, African-American recognition of Geechee, Creole, all that that was seemed to be secrets. I'm glad that we are getting very much more um vocal of our paths and our practices mm-hmm. yeah. connection of cultures absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah even um when they talk about um how slaves um ran you know ran to freedom we didn't go to canada we went to mexico mm-hmm. we went to mexico yeah. as soon as it was um um, slavery was illegal. We went to Mexico. So you could see pockets in, it, it melded in, but you can see pockets along the border mm-hmm. and, and where it's not just, um, Veracruz, but that was another port. But as far as Texas go, right. Yeah. Just past the border. Mm-hmm. We were there. Oh, I feel like we could, we could have so many discussions cause it reminded me we were, um, when I was a lot younger, um, and, and in my theater practices, um, I did a lot of uh, workshops and camps and classes with Teatro Dallas. And a big shout out to Cora Cardona and her family and, and everyone over at Teatro Dallas. But um, she did a great job of opening even my eyes and, you know, some of my classmates and people that I worked with there at the teatro. 
you know, these connections of cultures. And, you know, she would, she would mention to me, she was like, I know that you and your family and your brothers are, are into hip hop music. And there's a reason like mariachi music draws on, you know, rhythmic patterns. And she was like, listen to some of these tribal African uh, chants and ritualistic mm -hmm. like um, uh, dances and, and music. And when you slowly start to see and hear the connection and then you hear about stories of, of you know, um, the, the presence in Mexico and things start to make sense. And you're like, yes, mm -hmm. yeah, I see it. I hear it. Yeah. I, I grew up when I went to the country. Um, we had family gatherings in the country. And there was like when I was little, there was this old, older group, older group of, um, Af you know, black family or whatever. And um, and I remember telling them my name. And I said, Danielle. And, he, and they said, they said, Daniela. And so that group of um, elders just called me Daniela, and I had one that made tamales all the time, all mm. this stuff. So all of it is intertwined, you know. Mm -hmm. Just seemed normal to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talking about things being intertwined again, um, I'm really fascinated by astrology and all of those kinds of things and tarot card readings and you had you had something called oracle cards mm -hmm. um and you like I said earlier um Danielle was here at the center and gave readings to people who signed up and thank you once again for for being here and being present for those people and I kind of I want to kind of talk about you in terms of like how how, first, how you kind of started doing that, um, and then also what it felt like, because I know you told Andrea and I that that was the first time that you did a public reading. Yeah. So I want to know like what that was like for you and how you felt, because, you know, we know we were kind of hearing from, from the, um, individuals that got to have a card reading with you, they were, mm -hmm. you know, we were asking, what was it like? And they were like, Oh, it was great. I really need to hear that. But I want to know from you, like, what was that like on, from your side? To get that a reading? was something <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, because I'm used to, um, almost hiding, you know, yeah. so I'll do it. Oh, especially the convenience of, um, the pandemic. I was like, we're going to do a video. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm kind of introverted. So this was really um, bringing it out to the public and yeah. that I do that. Um, I picked up cards when I was what, 19. Um, then I put them down because I didn't think I was any good. And then much later, I picked them up again. And um, it, it was funny, um, you know, when my in my barely 20s I was there was, there was the Wiccan store and then there's the Botanica across the street in yeah. Chicago <laughs> so yeah. I was like between both of them constantly um mostly in the Botanica mm -hmm. and so I would get stuff um and you know feeling my way because there wasn't anyone like me that I felt but I was under these great babalaos and mm -hmm. um priestesses and everything around me so they were nice. They were nice. They were very comforting. They were very encouraging. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so again, I, I like, um, the one who was over that botanical was Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. 
The um, Baba Lao who blessed my collars, which is the necklaces, was from Ghana. You know, these different people that was that just came into my lives and just meld together. Um, I was hanging around Rastas and everything. But as far as um, connecting people to cars, doing readings, my thing is not to be this future telling person. Mm-hmm. This is more of a crossroads. It's like this is where we are and this is what you can do, all all of it is to um, present opportunity and to encourage and help you feel empowered to do things and um, and validate it. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much, oh, you know, in 10 months, you're going to have a baby, you know, nothing like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't have that. I, I'll tell you, um, hey, this is it. Um, this is where we are right now. Um so let's discuss that. It's almost a therapy session. Mm-hmm. Um, like um, personally, sometimes it can go two hours. We're really going inward and discussing things. And you leave home, leave my session with an assignment. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't hear from you like sometimes within a week. You shouldn't be coming back to me within a week or even a month. You should be doing your assignment because it's going to be the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I love that. I didn't realize there were assignments. There's attached. assignments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you give each person an assignment during those reading? Do um, you remember? Well, some of them I recognized that they were witches. Mm-hmm. Um, some didn't know, and I and the cars was telling them to tap into that because they have that either in immediate line or. Um, they have something in them that they're they're connected, you know, great instinct or something like that, that really like, mm-hmm. hey, you should go further or your ancestors or spirits want you to go further because you got it, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, that was nice. I always like that when I'm like, are you a witch? <laughs> I always <laughs> like that. I love that because they're always a surprise. I'm like, well, it's somewhere in your line and mm-hmm. maybe examine that or maybe your family maybe they didn't call it witches because we didn't call ourselves witches you know maybe um we had to be careful yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and had a bad connotation so um like you know a lot of it was in the church it's like oh you have the gift of prophecy or you know stuff like that you have the gift of healing Mm -hmm. and everything so maybe they should look further into that because they're not they're outside of the church. I know that feeling. Um, so, but you feel like there's something else and I'm just acknowledging there's that something else. And so they knew it. I feel, you know it. So maybe, maybe acknowledging gives them permission to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's just making me think about, we, all three of us listened a little bit to that atmospheric reading that you're talking about that Mm -hmm. you did uh during the pandemic uh and uh yeah that's where we were like oh her voice is so great well so do you think that you will um do more public readings and also continue to do um the youtube channel um atmospheric readings yeah i can do that um it seemed like it's coming more prominent in my life. So, um, yeah, I would be more than happy to do, um, 
public readings now that you know burst my cherry here so you know, <laughs> <laughs> so i can do it i can comfortably do it probably in the setting that yeah. you know it's more one-on-one yeah. one-on-one and we'll get that done and um just communicate what's needed in a short period of time or mm-hmm. you know i think too like um you know what we do here and what we're able to provide through the funding from the city and the office of arts and culture here at OC3. Um, because I've always like, you know, you would, you'll drive around like all over Oak Cliff and you'll see, you know, there's a couple palm readers like here and there. And, and, you know, you'll see like advertisements for, you know, card readings and things like that. And they're sort of like the main, the main places that you see all the Mm -hmm. time. And I've always been really interested in, and all of those things, um, and, you know, kind of seeing them as like, you know, you were talking about, it's kind of like therapy, Mm -hmm. um, because it's giving you like an option of a path Mm -hmm. or like a a way to think about things Mm -hmm. differently, um, than maybe how you're thinking about them. And it also is like, you're connecting to another person mm-hmm. who and it's like, that's so like amazing to me. You're connecting to another person who you, and for the most part, I think most of the time you don't really know, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know that anyone that came in and got a reading from you that night. Yeah. None of the people knew you mm-hmm. and, and Andrea and I did, you know, we wanted to give everyone else an opportunity. So we didn't jump in line and put our name <laughs> on the list, even though now I'm like, damn it. I wish I had done so honestly, Danielle, this is going to be a reading for each one of us. <laughs> That's why we lured you here. <laughs> you guys are neat. That's it. That's all. We're going to set up the, the space. Yeah. <laughs> As a sale. And we'll be like, okay, we're on a break while Raphael is having his reading done. No. <laughs> Here's some show tunes. No. Um. Well, uh, what are you reading right now? As far as books? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm a reference reader, uh, meaning that um, I can read I can have like five books in front of me and I'm reading I'm connecting the dots I'm uh, the person yes, and like okay. this saying oh this saying, well let's see what it says here so I'm not really a fiction reader so um I'm reading um oh my gosh there's so many different books different books are like herbalism for my health mm-hmm. and connecting the dots there because I'm putting what to put in my garden yeah and um how to make this medicine and what is this? Some of them even say the herb and um, is is um, astrological presence and like is it Libra? Is it Venus ruled by Venus? Um, the spiritual uh, take on this herb, this herb and all that. So it's like across. Like right now, I have twenty books on my bed, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I can't even say point to one because I am reading them all, and then I will exchange it. I have a bookshelf in my room as well as a huge bookshelves in another room that's pallet even on top of the um, bookshelves to the ceiling. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly reading, always reading. I love that. I'm a homeschooler too, so I'm always. <laughs> I'm teaching. Yeah. So I'm always researching and teaching. Yeah. Wonderful. 
um, uh, any movies or um, documentaries, TV programs or anything that you're into right now? I hardly watch TV. So um, anytime I take go to the movies, I'm taking my daughter to see. We saw Puss in Boots. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I did see Wakanda before that. So oh, I yeah. needed to see that because yeah. I need that continuous. And it was like um, the spiritual closure for everyone because Chadwick yeah. passed. Oh, and yeah. so yeah. it was just very moved. Oh my God. I was so into that because, you know, when you read history and folklore and you see them put it on the screen mm. and to see black and brown children see themselves on the screen. I, I looked over and I they were just mesmerized, all of them. And I was just teared up because I'm like, oh my God. Because <laughs> we didn't always have that. Yeah. And so like we had to make it, you know, we had to, but to have it mainstream, we did not have that. So um especially as superheroes and everything. And that show that underwater scene. And, you know, you learned the legend of that. And you're like, (gasps) (laughs) you know, this took my breath away, the whole thing. And it it brought, it made me cry. Because I'm like, when you think about what could have been, um, how we, uh, you know, all of us, you know, what could have been if we weren't, if we were left alone, Mm -hmm. you know, if we weren't, um, subjected to annihilation and all that in genocide what could have been for us um even an alienation from our languages even if you speak spanish is an alienation from your original language mm-hmm. what could have been what would it look like um what we have tattoos on our faces what we have piercings all yeah. these things that's beautiful that been um demonized that's us um right in front of us you know boldly in front of us the profiles of you know there was nothing um obscure about the people that was um uh, represented um in the underground underwater world they had the profiles that was just like the murals it was no mixing you know how everything's get um euroed up and that and it was nice to see unapologetically brown people from Wakanda, from the underground world, just them. And that's so nice. That was so nice. You know, it's refreshing. Yay. Refresh. I was, I'm sorry. I, I was laughing earlier when you said Puss in Boots because I had, when I was on, uh, you know, online during all of that, <laughs> they were making this big fuss about Avatar and, mm. you know, having to break 2 billion and James Cameron working on this film for decades. And they're like, Imagine working on a film for so long, but you end up creating a better movie in Puss in Boots because, like, the yes. Rotten Tomato score was a lot higher on Puss in Boots than it was on Avatar. Yeah. But I agree with you about the whole Wakanda thing because I think on 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 um, with the the sequel to Black Panther, I think afterwards, and I had mentioned it mm-hmm. that I had seen it, and it was really hard mm-hmm. to watch. But you're right; all of these conversations and questions that you can have are things that you can talk about because you relate and you see and you connect, which mm-hmm. is not something that, you know, people were really used to even in, in recent times, because mm-hmm. when you talk about the storytelling vehicle that Hollywood is, it wasn't really created for, for us. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it was just dictated about this is what, this is what we're, we're going to, you're going to get. Right. Right. And I would love a decentering of Hollywood. Um, we're, we have cameras on our phones now. We all could make movies at this point. So I would like 
that to be a focus, um, be more like Nollywood or Bollywood. We, Hollywood, we do not have to beg Hollywood for anything. We shouldn't. We can do it ourselves. We know our stories best. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Well, what what about um, any musicians or music that you're listening to a lot right place. now? <laughs> <laughs> this morning I started with Johnny Cash, and this yes. evening I left with Tito Puente. <laughs> place guys i listen to house i listen to everything language doesn't matter i listen to it um there's only it's it's a shorter list of what i don't like than what i do like yes i love it i love it super cool yeah any visual artists that you're following right now or um, oh there's so many local ones here Mm -hmm. um shonda Jamia, um, mm-hmm. who else? Um, there are so many. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go blank. Uh, Faz yeah. is always mm-hmm. a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Always, mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Ophelia Faz. She coordinates all these mm-hmm. um, gatherings. She connects dots really well. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of hers because. Should give community what they need before they realize they need it. True. You know, so I love that. Um, Iris, she's the um a baker and a painter mm-hmm. and an art teacher. I love that. I have a great group of friends. I don't have to go too far. There's Andrea, her mm-hmm. art is wonderful. I'm aware of you too. Okay. It's wonderful. <laughs> 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 and so I'm like, you don't have to go far. And uh, when I'm put on the spot, my my mind blanks like completely. But I'm like, Same. oh, if I, you know, if you give me time, I'll sc- scroll through. And I'm like, all these people um, that are just amazing. That's here. Mm-hmm. That's here, and should be celebrated. I'm I'm into it. Yes, we yeah. hear. I think I uh, I. I there's there's examples of people that leave Dallas to that say they need to leave Dallas to be successful, mm-hmm. but I feel like the conversations as of late, you know, the last few years, we've been like, no, Dallas, Dallas has it. Like we're working, it's mm-hmm. it's happening here, and there's a lot, and there's a wealth of 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 of, of resource um, that I think that we we, you know, I personally feel like I could do better about connecting our community mm-hmm. um, to take advantage of, but. There is no shortage of, of artists, oh, artists in practice, creativity, just everything really um, in high numbers all over the city. Yeah, and they're, um, you know, making airwaves, you know, national airwaves and everything. But there is that unfortunate thing where um, old thinking of you're not respected in Dallas until you make it elsewhere. Um we see that with um, a couple of artists that um, that was here and mm-hmm. they're here and they they blew up elsewhere and but then we were like oh yeah. I don't know what that is I don't know what that is it an insecurity or what because we have a lot of great creatives here a lot across any genre any um, style you know from rap country uh, rock punk visual artists performance all that music theater we have we have such a wealth 
of talent, I think that should be highlighted before anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start at home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. So I hope that improves. I, I think that it's starting to slowly improve. I think so. I mean, yeah. you know, we have people like you that, that are really out here working. And I mean, not to sound cheesy, but really connecting the dots, right? <laughs> yeah. Because um, there is, there's, there's, you know, you talk about, you mentioned there, there's art in, in, in things. And I think this this language of speaking art and cultural, you know, experiences um, collectively, mm-hmm. you know, whether we like it or not, we move forward together. But yes. at the same time, we we will kind of dictate how fast we move forward together because some some will hold us back and some will say, yes, yes you know, I'm I'm not willing to engage in this in this dialogue yet or mm-hmm. I'm not ready for that. And a lot of the times it's, it's you know, not to say that um, the city as a collective unit is ill prepared for that. But, you know, sometimes it, it's growing pains and it's like, look, there's mm-hmm. there's there's a whole lot going on here. And, and it's easy enough to appreciate it and understand so mm-hmm. that we can keep moving. I, I think um, the younger generation is really pulling and pushing back um, mm-hmm. because um, the old ways, there's a lot of big fish in a small pond mentality. And um, these, I don't want to call them kids, but these kids are really blowing it out the water. They are doing it and I'm like celebrating like yes go kids (laughs) (laughs) so um I I really um like the connected dots I think people are getting exhausted Mm -hmm. and not knowing what to say um but if you give them simply simple things of what to do we can come together more often I think maybe with social media what is a great tool of connection. It's also in on a flip side, uh, a disconnect. So um, maybe more in person safely because we're in a still in a deal. Um, get together and um, connect the dots because you know, like um, doing um, the Day of the Dead for Mexico. This is happening for Haiti for the month and all that. It's all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, let's connect the dots. And um, there's like so many subgroups here that is not um, in the forefront enough. And they really connect the dots. There's a lot of Afro Latinos here. Yes, there's a lot of them. Um, so I I want to see more of them up front mm-hmm. because there seem to be there this divisiveness. Um, I don't know who's doing it, but it's like this divisiveness and maybe that's the old guard and the old thought. It's like, oh, we need to communicate more about who we are. Nothing gets me more excited than an event or an exhibit or a show where I don't know anybody because I'm like, yeah. And, and, you know, a a DJ DJ friend of mine, we're talking several weeks ago, he got asked to DJ a gig and he was like, yo, he was like, I'm excited. He was like, I'm I'm the older head that's performing, but I don't know any of the artists, any of the people getting down. And he was like, but it's exciting. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you're right. And I've always believed that, you know, the power of movements was with the youth. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and there's tons of examples of, of you know, these, these kind of agents of change. And they were, I mean, the, for me, it's always like the Black Panthers. They were, they were young. Yes. It was a young group of, of, you know, individuals that led such a monumental change in our communities. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was against like, 
yeah, this has been happening for too long and we get it. Y'all, y'all are tried and true, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's new energy. There's, you know, an an innovative way, a a changing way to look at things. That's another group that did a connection of the dots, um, the Black Panthers, and they were wonderful. In fact, I, um, used to work under Black Panthers and um and when I was walking down the street, got off a bus, a bus driver was like an old man was like, Power mm. to the people. He oh. was a Panther, you know, but you know, we never had that conversation. Right. But, you know, instantly he told he told you and he knew. So they still alive. It's like I even with my mom's I was even telling people recently, um, Start talking to your elders. That seemed to be a divisive there because mm-hmm. I'm like my mom's age, which are in their 70s. They met people who were enslaved. Mm-hmm. OK, they met. They also worked the fields. You know, mm-hmm. they also was picking vegetables. Um, You talk about um, they're ill. And some people like say, well, they eat improperly. I'm like, where do they work? Mm-hmm. If they say at the field, my dad worked at a lead factory. If there's any illnesses that come up, you know, where do they work? What do they do? Um, Talk to them. Mm -hmm. Talk to them about the history. Um, My parents were teenagers during the Alabama church bombing. Was it Alabama? It was a church in Mobile, Alabama, I think. Mm -hmm. Church bombing. So how did that feel as teenagers? Um, My dad used to drive us around and point to every segregated area and what that was and he told us about when they were walking to go see JFK mm-hmm. and then that didn't happen <laughs> the grassy knoll happened right. and what that was I'm like you need to talk to these people and some and get all of them to open up about it because I remember watching my mom and um, older Mexican ladies talk to us you know it was a party for one of uh, my my sister's friends and they were talking about what it was uh, growing up like my mom was totally segregated from school and then um the mexican ladies were talking about what they endured in school mm-hmm. um and as you know like they couldn't speak the language and all this stuff mm-hmm. and then my mom in her senior year was busting to integrate for school and it was like what that was and so that's very interesting to hear from and the black panthers you get the brown berets you get the um even um the young patriots people don't talk about them that much they were a group of uh white people from alabama no the appalachians i'm sorry the appalachians that was living in southern chicago Mm -hmm. And they were getting harassed by the police. They were living in slums and everything. And so they you can find footage of it. They brought in the Black Panthers to organize them to get rights for themselves. And they spread throughout. And um, we we got to talk about this. A lot of connection of the dots. The Asians had one. Um, I think, was it Yellow Panic or something like that? They had a name. The yeah. Brown Berets and all that. And they were all here you know they all mixed up here as well so um it's we need to connect the dots there's a lot of history especially with a lot of us still here we need to talk to our families and document maybe and um instead of saying well you well this divisive language i'm like where where is their view coming from okay yes we can heal and move past and move and heal from that and move past that. Um, like some things we're going to leave behind. You know what I mean? Some things we're going to leave behind. Um, and some things we're just going to carry with us forward. You know, so. 
makes me yes. think of um, like the Rainbow Coalition. For yeah. That. And, you know, this idea of, yeah, let, let's we, we all kind of work within these organizations that we either started or were a part of, but we all kind of come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then us just knowing our collective power and understanding that there are divisive forces that are saying, hey, this, this, we don't like this. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's a reason there's a coming together. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's where we are. We we want to do that because um, when we did Mermaid Spring Water, it was people who wanted to do something, but they didn't know what to do or where they would fit in. And I was like, well, we're just about water. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so they, I, it was amazing. Um, these communities, um, like um, this division of Girl Scouts, they collected a whole lot of water, you know, and they're, and they live in like Richardson Plano or something. And they thought about, um, people that's on the south side, you know, of the uh, metroplex to make sure they have water. So these things that are vital. And then I think when it that winter storm in 2021, it came to a head. This understanding, hey, water, you know. And I think um, even more so, um, the the vice of forces, you know, made us look made us not us as collective look down probably on the. Um, the water protectors and everything saying, oh, they're hippies. They need to get jobs. They um, interfering with progress. It's that media thing, a hype. And then now we're looking at Ohio, mm-hmm. Palestine, Ohio, mm-hmm. and their water situation. So it's becoming very clear um, that we need to um, cut the bull, you know, cut the small stuff and really look at some vital things because in the whole world, there's only 3% fresh water. Three percent of all the water in the world is only three percent fresh water, and that's dwindling if we allow people um, to constantly tarnish that water to pollute it. Because what are we going to drink then? You know. Yeah. Wow. So. No, because water's in everything. It's no, more it's than sixty percent of our bodies. Yes. More than sixty percent of our bodies, and um, some of that three percent. Is really us. We're water, so um, we gotta really be really cautious and crucial. It reminds me of this book. Um, this little boy. Well, he was a little boy. He was of a mixed race of black and Jewish, and he asked his mother what color God is, and she said the color of water. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. That stuck with me. So, yeah, we're interconnected. Uh, I it seems like we're getting close to where yeah, we're going to start always, thinking about. Yeah, because I feel like we always get to a point where I'm like, oh gosh, how many how many hours do we got? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> there's a ton of stuff. But um, do you want to tell us a little bit about any future projects or um, where you are with the Oracle deck or... Is there something you want to tell us yes, about? Yes. Um, with the Oracle deck, I'm still formatting it, and I'm ready to, um, you know, I'm s- trying to save money to get it printed. Um, I'm going to, I'm very excited about the program I'm doing at the end of the month is, um, you know, talking about queer spirituality and our place in it. And on the 18th, I think I'm at the Latino Cultural Center painting live for um um oh my god I'm she's gonna kill me (laughs) um 
Hecho de Amor, I think that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yes. Hecho con Amor, yes. Yeah. Hecho con Amor. Yes. And um, so um, that's um, headed by Anita. And there's going to be a lot of wonderful local creative vendors there. And that's on the 18th. And I'll be painting live. All right. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Does anyone else have any more questions for Danielle? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I have a ton, but I, I, the, the cool thing is that you're, you're doing things, um, so it'll be easy enough for us to catch up with you. You'll mm-hmm. be here on um, March 23rd from 7 to 8 p.m. here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. Make sure you all come to that. Um, if we wanted to find you, follow you, is there a way the community can say, hey, what's going on? I'm under Brass Fly Studio, B-R-A-S-S-F-L-Y Studio, um, on Facebook. Instagram and TikTok. Awesome. Yeah. You're out here. I'm out there. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly. <laughs> but I'm out there. No, but again, thank you for, for stopping by. Um, you know, and, and I don't think I got a chance to talk to you after you did the Oracle reading, but um I thought that was really cool. And I remember talking to Dominique, someone who, you know, she works with us all the time on different kinds of things. She was excited about, you know, you being there and the community gravitated towards it and I think it was it was nice to see, you know, with with the platform that we have here at the, at the cultural center, something like what you brought. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we look you. forward to March twenty third. Yeah. We look forward to everything that you have going on. We're really excited. Um, so thank you again. And on that note, um, that's me, Rafael Tamayo, with the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. You've been listening to Frequencies, one of our podcasts. We are a division of the City of Dallas Office of Arts and Culture. On behalf of myself, our staff, Andrea Tosson, our new coordinator, and Iris Bechtel, thank you. Make sure you find us and follow us. Um, You will be able to listen to this on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple, make sure you leave us a five-star review because we love that. Shout out to our listener in Germany again. Hello, all the way from Oak Cliff, (laughs) Texas. Um, Yes, and make sure you stay up to date. You can sign up for our newsletter at our website. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You'll be able to see... um, programs like the one that danielle has coming up at the end of march but on that note again thank you so much danielle um we look forward to working with you in the future and to the community we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon bye <laughs> <laughs>